bitch, you need to hear this. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Bitch, You Need to Hear This with your bitchiest host in all of the land, Katie P. And I am so excited this week, you guys. I have been looking forward to recording this episode for a few weeks now since I kind of got it in the works and started planning it. But I have been a fan of this podcast guest. I don't know, at least two years now. And, you know, spirituality is not something that I typically share a lot about publicly because I think a lot of times people get uncomfortable about talking about spirituality and the other side and spirit and all those things. And so I don't, I try not to like push my beliefs on other people, but today I'm not going to push my beliefs on you, but I'm going to share some really exciting stuff because I think this is really cool. No matter what religion you practice. So my guest today, you guys is her name is Jalea. Hi, Jalea. Hi. (laughs) She's also known as Jules or Venezuelan Soleil on Instagram. And, you know, I'm trying to think how I came upon your Instagram. And I think I started on Twitter two years ago. Were you on Twitter? Yes. That's where my platform initially started, Twitter. Okay. So who was I following before you? Is her her name's like Milani or something? Oh, what's her? I can't think of the girl that I followed before you, but she does kind of like a similar, she has a similar vibe that you do. And she had some really good like horoscopes and stuff. And at one point, I don't know if you guys did a collaboration or you tagged each other in something, but, and I like you guys, I got to share this story because so bitch, you need to hear this is all about telling women's stories. And so So, you know, Julia, when I launched this podcast, I told the listeners like this crazy, traumatic heartbreak story that I went through two years ago. And this is around the same time I found your content. And when I was in the middle of my heartbreak, so basically like long story short, my ex of 10 years had a secret child, like totally like just didn't tell me about it for seven years, seven years. And it was like, it was crazy. So anyway, that's like what started this podcast. So, and I told told the listeners all about my story with that. So when I was in the thick of my pain of like going through my breakup, I was struggling with mental health, all this stuff, I came across your page and you posted like a Gemini horoscope. And literally in it, you were like, somebody reading this, someone's like has a secret child or is like hiding something. (laughs) And I'm like... (laughs) Oh my God. I literally screenshotted it. I sent it to like all my friends. I was like, what the fuck? Like what the actual fuck you guys? That's scary. I, I have read, like I have been into astrology for years and like, I don't know what, what do they call it? Like, what do people call it? Like people that believe in the stuff we believe in. What's, is there a name for us? They... Astro hoes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Astro. Astro hoes. You know what? I fucking love it. I'm here for it. Oh my God. That is amazing. So yeah, I'm an astro ho then. I love astrology. I love connecting with spirit, the other side. Ever since I was young, I, I think have had a, also a very strong intuition 
Yeah. And a connection with spirit. And I think everybody can. That's kind of what I want to talk to you about today. Yeah. But I want to hear your journey because you post like every time you do a horoscope or you do a reading. I mean, it's like creepy. And I'll send it to my <laughs> friends. I'm like, look what the reading. You guys got to book something like that's crazy. <laughs> so tell me, like, how did you get into this? Well, it was initially when I was little. For some reason, when I was little, I was always drawn to like crystals and paranormal activity. Like I used to literally watch paranormal movies and when they'll go into houses and exercise it. Same. Um, same. (laughs) So like as a child, I was just intuitively drawn to like crystals and you know, like, for example, when I was little, I loved collecting them and I would just randomly come across them or be gifted them because they like made me feel safe and comfortable. And at the time, I didn't know about crystals healing properties and I would sleep with them in my bed. Oh, the my God. You're like the astro ho. You're like yes. four years old. Like me and my little rose quartz. Yes. Oh. I, had, I had so many crystals that my mom had bought me a little pink Easter basket to keep them all in so I could carry them with me. <laughs> but, That's amazing. Um, ever since I was little, I was just always drawn to the other side because I used to see spirits and I used to see things out of the corner of my eye. And then with, you know, watching paranormal movies and activities, it made me intrigued. And I'm like, okay, I have to know what this is, how it works and how to get connected to the other side. Yes. So that's what, what was like, how did you do that? Like, how old were you when you uh, like started that process? Honestly, it was like, okay, so I would say I started the process with like making my intuition stronger when I was younger. There were things that like I would just intuitively do that I didn't know at the time was spiritual, but I just did it because I would just feel those nudges to like, hey, do this. Hey, you need to sleep with this crystal tonight or that crystal I know like growing up, my my dad's side of the family, they're very spiritual and hoodoo runs on that side of the family. So a lot of the elders that I grew up with, with hoodoo, there's a lot of traditions like for the holidays and just, you know, protective traditions that you do around the house. Um, so you said hoodoo, not not voodoo. Hoodoo. hoodoo. Yes. Hoodoo. Is it spelled the same? Um, it's spelled like, I'll say, so hoodoo is spelled H-O-O-D-O-O, hoodoo. Okay. Yeah. So, um, that's how I I was really influenced by really the elders that I grew up with because they were very spiritual as well. And will often use herbs and like candles, like incense. That's how I really got started with it. And then I would say I officially got serious about my spirituality in college after I ironically went through like, I would say it was like a big spiritual awakening my freshman year of college because that's when I truly, I was away from home. I moved away from home for college. I was alone. I had to figure out myself. I had to figure out how to navigate this world as a woman. Some situations that I were in were a little bit dangerous. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I had this crystal lamp in my dorm room at the time. And every time my friends would be upset or they just feel like they need some positive energy, I would tell them, come to my room and put your hands on my crystal lamp and just, you know, talk to me. And 
it started to help and <laughs> word went around on campus like, oh, hey, she has this little crystal lamp and... It's like you not know, a pe- crystal ball, it's a crystal lamp. <laughs> yes. Put your hands on the lamp, it's magical. Yes. <laughs> so I just tell people, you know, just just put your hands on the lamp and just, just ranch, just get all the good vibes. And once I started doing that, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to start getting more serious about my spirituality because I was known as the astro ho <laughs> on campus too because... Um, I kept up with astrology forecasts at the time and um, how I officially started was Twitter. Me and I would say like three to four mutuals at the time, we created this astrology group chat on Twitter where we, you know, helped each other with forecasts, helped each other how to read birth charts and break down certain transits. So that's how I really got started. My friend at the time she was doing tarot and I was intrigued by tarot, but I'm just like, I don't know how it works, but I want to do this. And she was telling me, she was like, you know what? Your intuition is so strong. I feel like this is something that would be really good for you. So at first, I'm not going to lie. I knocked it down because I'm like, I don't think I'm good enough. And I don't think I'm psychic enough to be able to like do something like that. One day I just felt called to this deck that I seen on Amazon and I bought it and I slowly like trained my intuition and I would do little card spreads here and there. And then I would do practice readings with my friends and it got strong. My intuition got stronger. My skills got better and it just, it opened up a complete new world for me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, I think it, I do want to highlight that And the way that the reason that you really dropped into the this journey into spirituality was because you were going through a huge life change that was really hard. And I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that. The the idea of like a a really tough transition or event inspiring a spiritual awakening, whether you go down the road of organized religion or more into like the spiritual astro ho, if you will. Um, side of things. And for me, I have similar to you, I had older influences in my life as well that were very into that type of work. My mom has always been very spiritual and very in tune with the other side, spirit guides. Have Do you know the work of Dr. Brian Weiss? I haven't heard of it. Okay. So Dr. Brian Weiss is for, is a psychiatrist that started getting trained in um, uh, hypnotherapy. Yeah. And he accidentally triggered someone to go into a past life regression. And he started to explore this whole idea of healing, like, your current trauma, your current struggles through past life regression. Now, this is a board-certified psychiatrist doing it. He wrote a book called Many Lives, Many Masters, years ago. And my mom picked up that book. She was raised in an all-white Catholic, you know, strict upbringing, not strict, but Catholic upbringing. And she was totally spiritually awakened. Like, wait, there is another way of thinking out there. And when you really drop into that, it does awaken. It, I don't, it, it, it creates inspiration. It creates hope. It creates empowerment. And for me, you know, I was raised with that, you know, my mom being like, well, this is what, you know, culturally your family believes, but 
really, this is like, you know, this is what we, I actually believe in. And so I was raised on the concepts, concepts of reincarnation and astrology and all these kind of new agey spiritual stuff. And so from a super young age, um, I also started to connect with my spirit guides and, and they say, as you get older, you can lose that connection and that intuition. And I, I think I, and I did, and I'm really trying to get back to it now. But when I was a kid, I used to talk to my spirit guides. I could name them. I would, they would give me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they would give me messages all the time. And it was so cool. And then I got older and then I was like, that's not real. And I totally got away from it. And now I had, when I had another spiritual awakening happen through my own trauma, I was like, wait a minute. When I, and now when I'm going through something very, very difficult or very hard, it's so comforting to go back to tarot or my birth charts or, or astrology or getting a reading done. And I really do encourage, you know, because a lot of my podcast is about, you know, people that are struggling with something and they're trying to re- be resilient through it. And I will say one of the key things that kept me afloat when I was in the thick of my pain and nothing was helping what kept me afloat was honestly tapping into yeah. that spiritual stuff. And and particularly your stuff for me was like, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, someone, spirit sees me. <laughs> They're seeing me like struggling right now. And it's just been such a journey over the last year for me of like really, really coming back to that and... So you started in college, you started kind of getting on social media and just generally like sharing your, like you would do a tarot poll and then you would do a horoscope. Is that kind of how you do it? What Like what's your process? Um, So when I initially started, I was nervous to do it, but I said, you know, in order for me to get better and get more experience. I have to put my work out there. <laughs> yeah. So um, what I initially did was I just went based off the astrology signs, fire sign, earth sign, air sign, water signs. And I will pull cards regarding the energy of those exact zodiac signs. And then I would, you know, just simply post a message like, hey, this is what you need to watch out for this week. This is your current energy. And this is how you can navigate it. And um. The more I did it each week, the better I got. And then I I don't really remember how it happened, but I just know one day my collective messages blew up on Twitter. And then I was like, oh, shit, I'm actually good at this. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. people are resonating with this. Holy yeah. Shit. <laughs> so that was like really re- reassuring to me because like I know sometimes I can get imposter syndrome and... I may feel like what I'm doing or my work is not good enough. And then I have a follower or someone send me a random review for a reading. And then I'll be like, okay, I got this. Like, like, hey, (laughs) you know, it is. I mean, it is really. And and I do want to reiterate, you guys, like anybody can do this like type of work, but it is a practice and you do have to commit to it. And for me, I started keeping a tarot journal. Yeah, that's a good idea. I've been doing my own tarot polls. I like do like yeah. a three card poll. And 
I shocked myself over the last, like, I've only been doing it for a month or so. Yeah. And I have been shocking myself. I'm like, wait. And then I started doing, I'm like, I asked a couple friends. I'm like, I'll do a couple of polls for you. Like, give me a question or something that's bugging you or on your mind. And they were like, whoa, whoa. But how did you, like, I guess for me, I, and people that are just wanting to enter this, I mean, and it it is a daily practice and you are self-taught. Do you think though that there is utility in doing like a class? Because for me, I really want to be able to read the cards without, like, I know what the card is, but I don't remember what the card means. So I have to look it up. And then once I look it up, I'm like, okay, and that's how these intersect. And I can figure that out. But but it's like, how do you, how did you, re- how do you remember like a whole tarot deck <laughs> and what they all mean? It perplexes me. <laughs> so I had the exact same struggle when I started. That was, that was actually what made me get a little bit discouraged because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so many cards. How the hell are people remembering this? But yes. like, it's, it's more of like intuition and the actual tarot meaning because for example, the sun card, it can mean, you know, stepping into, you know, a self-care personality. You're stepping into the light. You're feeling more happy. You're feeling happy with yourself and what's going on around you. You have a positive perspective. But if it's paired with something like the Ace of Cups, that can mean pregnancy. <laughs> so- yeah, like, how do you know that? <laughs> like, there's no, like, that, how do you know that? that that's what I'm like. Okay, like I have good intuition. Yeah. I think like so okay, let's let's go back for the listeners that have no idea about tarot or what even tarot <laughs> is. So, you guys, it I mean, I'm sure you know what tarot cards. It's a deck of cards and it's not so different than a regular deck of cards where there's they but they call it different things obviously. Cardomancy. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> when you so, but it like when you think about a traditional deck of cards, right? You have what I don't know. Like, maybe people call them different things in different regions, but there's face cards like the king, ace, king, queen, jack, and then there's the four suits: hearts, diamonds, uh, spades, and clubs. When you think about a tarot deck, uh, they call them the. I know, I'm going to butch the pronunciation. Major Arcana and then the Minor Arcana. Okay, so major. Yeah. I was going to say Arachna, Arcana, <laughs> Arcana. Yeah. Okay, major arcana and minor arcana. So the major arcana are like what you would think of as your face cards. The minor arcana is what you would think of as the suits, like hearts, diamonds, etc. So what Julia is talking about when she's, she's talking about the elements, like you mentioned for a second, you know, earth, water, fire, air. Yeah. um, That is essentially how the minor arcana are, are um, categorized that they have. And some decks, different decks call them different things. The deck I work with, they have the swords, wands, cups, and coins. Yes. My deck is like that too. I have um, pentacles, uh, wands, cups, and swords. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I have, I have a rider weight tarot deck. So that's like the generic beginner friendly deck. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then the major arcana are, have all different names. There's like the empress, the high priestess, death, the tower, and all of those cards have 
different meanings and guidance. And then when you intersect them with the minor arcana cards, like Julia is saying, like if you <laughs> if you pair the ace of cups with what? The sun card. <laughs> the sun card, it then someone's pregnant. I mm-hmm. like that's crazy, but super cool, right? <laughs> and then the idea is that when you couple your your own intuition with it with a tarot deck, you also cleanse the deck or it's basically like a reset. So you, you know, like there's different ways you can do that. You can use crystals. You can put the deck out under a full moon. Yeah. You can um, sage, you can sage with mm-hmm. over it. You know, there's different ways to cleanse a deck. But once you cleanse the energy of it and you put your energy into it with shuffling it and maneuvering it and, you know, your intuition and energy interplays with it, the idea is that as you draw the cards, for if, whether you're drawing them for yourself or for someone else, they are giving you guidance and meaning from spirit. Yes. And it is a way to connect with the other. And (laughs) our guides, people, our loved ones, whatever. But you're not, so you use strictly tarot. Do you, do you consider yourself a medium? Like, do you get direct messages like some people do? I have. There has been, when I first started out, I haven't really like specifically practiced mediumship. It, with me, it just, it kind of happens. For example, I've had a girl, she came to me for a reading. Her dad had passed away and uh, she had asked me, it wasn't directly concerning her dad. It was concerning some family members. But when I was doing the reading, her dad's spirit literally like entered the room (laughs) because I got chills and the hairs on my um, arms stood up and I was just like, hearing messages from him and putting that in the reading because I think what it was is he was telling her to be careful because he left her a lump sum of money and he was telling her not to trust certain family members because they were going to try to like take that money from her. They didn't genuinely care about her. They just wanted the money. So I've had instances where like if someone's loved one comes through strongly and they really <laughs> need they to deliver really a message. Put, yeah, yes, they'll come through. That's, that's when a little bit of mediumship will come into the reading and then I'll just put it in the reading because it's something that's meant for them to know. Um, so I don't necessarily like practice mediumship. It just, it happens. I do want to um, make that skill more stronger though, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, I can't really it's control. Hard. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, hard. it's hard. But, and I think the point I, I keep saying is anyone can tap into yeah. the other side and, and the spirit realm, if you will, but it does take a steady practice. And so I, it doesn't surprise me though, that like really strong messages come through to you because you are very open already as you practice tarot and astrology. You are, you're receiving tons of messages. So a lot of my listeners like have no idea some of the, these like really basic concepts. But so essentially, I and I just want to make sure we're on the same page too. I believe that we all have spirit guides and we have we multiple do. spirit guides that come into our lives at different reasons for different times. Usually we have one or two that stay with us for the entire duration of our life. Yes. Okay. So spirit guides are often the ones that we receive messages from. Do you, when you're doing a reading for someone else, do you 
find that you're getting mess. You do you think you're getting messages from your own guides that are communicating for like through them, or are you getting messages directly from other people's guides through the tarot deck? Sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's both. It really just depends on the person. I've even had to like message people sometime and tell them, hey, I need you to be open to me giving this reading to you because I will pull cards for them, but I'm not really picking up on any energy. And it's because that person isn't actually keeping an open mind. They're just closed off and they're like, okay, I don't know about this, but I want to do my toes in the water. So I've had to like tell people, hey, I need you to be open to me doing this reading for you because I can quite literally feel the resistance every time I do a reading for someone and I'm like, they're not open to receiving this reading. So it's usually um, both. What I do is I do cleanse my deck between each reading and then I knock on it to like kind of yeah. open up. I've seen people, do, I've seen people yeah. do that too. You're like knock on spirit's door. Yeah. Like, knock on the deck. So I yes. knock, knock. And um, <laughs> what I'll do is I'll just state the person's name and I'm like, and I'll ask the question that they send me like, hey, Jose wants to know what's the energy regarding this relationship with such and such. And then the cards would just fly out. <laughs> so yeah. usually sometimes it's both. Uh, when people are resistant to being open to me, actually giving them a reading, sometimes I do have to go through my own spirit guides and then go from there. Um, but usually I directly communicate with that person's spirit guides. Okay. No, that's that's really cool. So yeah. you're definitely... Because I think some people do it a little bit differently. I have heard of some people just, they get messages from their guides and whatever their guides are, you know, translating. So I think sometimes then things get lost in translation when you do that because you're interpreting a lot of different symbols and whatnot. But yeah, um, that's super cool. So I would say... You know, if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not super, oh, I want to try it. Like, I want to dip my toe in. I'm not super sure. And you're worried about potentially being closed. I recommend that all, it's very simple and you can agree with or disagree with me. But I I think creating a space for yourself, kind of like you're going to, kind of essentially like you're going to meditate. And you don't need to be like, I believe. And like, don't put all this like heady anxious energy into it because that's going to close the door even tighter. But just drop into your breath. Using crystals can help with energy. Using sage, like I use a smudge stick and you can cleanse yourself while dropping into your breath and just being very present in the moment and allowing your thoughts to just kind of be still. Just really engaging in mindfulness can open the door for spirit to give messages. Even if you're not 100% in belief, just dropping in and, re- and allowing yourself to receive through openness and mindfulness is also healthy for you to do anyway. <laughs> you should do that. But if you're looking to have a reading or you're looking to connect with your intuition better, that's a really simple way to start. And I I mean, I'm sure, a lot of the people I'm sure coming to you for readings for the most part have at least some amount of openness because you know they're seeking you out and want that. I mean, tarot is just, uh, yeah, I think for me, I, I, that's where I really want to strengthen my practice though. I think I'm like really good now with like the three card spreads. There's a couple, so there you guys, you, it's the 
Well, really, like the easiest way to start with tarot is really doing a one card poll. Yeah, one card or two cards. <laughs> so I started, that's when I first, first started. So let's say you you order a tarot deck off Amazon. There's a ton of different ones. Order the one that speaks to you. You know, I think it's one of those things. Tap into the intuition when you know, you know. But when I, like when I started, I would just pick up a card and I, you know, and I would drop into the intuition. I would meditate before. And that I start, now that I got that down and I can interpret the message from the one card, now my three cards spread. I do the center card represents, you know, my, the situation or, you know, the, the center of what I'm, what I'm asking for guidance about. The card that I pull second, I put on the left. And that is the wisdom, the kind of the the, the buildup or what behind the scenes or what and knowledge I need to, to know in order to get the guidance. The third card is the guidance card. And that is what spirit, that's the message from spirit that they're guiding you towards um, based on your question. So, but you guys, it just gets more and more complex from there. It does. And it builds and builds <laughs> and builds. It and does. I keep wrestling with the idea of taking like a class to learn about how all the different cards intersect because I feel like it's a good idea. It's it it's not really about necessarily taking the class. It's about who's teaching the class. Um, True. Honestly, for me, starting out, I struggled a little bit at first because I didn't have anyone to necessarily go to and I didn't even know how it worked. And ironically, the deck that I chose as my first tarot deck, it was known as being the most difficult deck. Like (laughs) a lot of people recommended that beginners do not buy this deck. But when I bought it right off the bat, I was able to connect to it and and do readings. So I would say it's, it's actually a good idea to take a class on tarot. You just have to know who to take it from because there's... Um, different readers do different things. We all have different traditions. So you have to just gravitate towards the person that you believe, you know, have the same traditions as you or which, you know, spiritual traditions, you know, um, you're drawn to the most. So I would say, yes, it is a good idea to take a spiritual or tarot class on it. It's just, you have to find the right person because not a lot of people know how to teach. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is true. That that is true. Do you also utilize oracle cards at all? So you guys, oracle yes. cards are a little different than tarot. It's also a deck of cards, but oracle cards are more how you I they're more like direct messages, I feel. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's not as much I mean, there's still interpretation involved, but I feel it's more from your spirit guide direct message. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. I do. That's agree. how I define um, it. I've used oracle cards. Sometimes, if I'm drawn to do it, I'll integrate it into um, a person's reading. But I do believe oracle cards—they are straight, direct messages. Yeah. I've had many different oracle cards decks, and like, if I just need a quick message, or I'm just like, okay, what is it that I need to know in this moment? That oracle deck is going to be pretty direct. It might it might hurt your feelings a little bit, but it's pretty direct and straight to the point. Yes. <laughs> Tarot, it's just like a friendly message. It's like, hey. Remember to rest. Yeah. Remember to recharge. Remember you have all the answers. You know, like very yeah. like friendly, like nudges from Spirit and Oracle card is like, stop doing that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like chill out, you know? And so I also, I mean, I think if you're overwhelmed by the idea of a tarot deck and knowing the major arcana and the minor arcana and how they intersect and all that, and you're not an astro ho like myself, then an (laughs) Oracle deck is also a really, really good place to start. I'll link this one in the show notes. I haven't ordered it yet, but my life coach is obsessed with it and I'm it's on my list. It's called Spirit Junkie. And I think I've heard of that one. That's if a good they're one. really pretty. They're really pretty. Again, any deck, there's tons of them out there, whether it's an oracle deck or a tarot deck, just order the one that speaks to you. Yeah. But yeah, I love, I love Oracle and Tarot. So then in addition to that. You also are very well versed in birth charting. And uh, tell us, well, first let's talk about that. And then I want to talk about how they intersect. But so with your birth chart, obviously most of us know what our sun sign is. So it's the month that you were born determines your sun sign. But what some people don't know is that you actually have an entire birth chart that is based on the location you were when you were born and the exact hour and minute you were born. And it predicts a lot of different things about your personality, even deeper than the sun sign. And it's also similarly to tarot, a very comprehensive system. So sometimes you'll meet somebody, let's say, like, I'll, I'll use my mom as an example. So my mom is born in November. So she's a Scorpio. And my mom is the least Scorpio person I've ever met. <laughs> and you, like some of you, if you're listening to this episode, you probably have some, at least a somewhat of an interest in this. Yeah. But So I'm going to assume that you know that different signs have different reputations, right? They have different... so. I don't know. Everyone jives with different sun signs differently. Like typically Scorpio, Scorpio, I, that's just not my favorite sign. I haven't had <laughs> great experiences with Scorpios, but my mom is a Scorpio and Scorpios are normally kind of known like their sign is a scorpion. So they're, you know, they're known to be a little bit dark, a little bit mood. They can be moody. They can be testy. They can be difficult to get along with. However, my mom is this sweet, peaceful, la la la, everything is great <laughs> type of person. And so she told, and she's like right in the middle of the Scorpio. Like her birthday is November 14th. So she's like definitely a Scorpio. You know, sometimes if you're born on the other ends, you can take on the other side signs. But the reason for that, my friends, is that, and I don't, I have, I actually don't know my mom's birth chart because she doesn't know the exact hour and minute she was born. But there is something in her birth chart that is playing off of that energy. That is that is having her present. It could be her rising sign, her moon sign. So we have all these different signs in addition to your birth chart that, in, that create your birth chart that interact with every sign in the zodiac. So... How did you how did you then incorporate astrology and the zodiac into your work? I went based off daily transits or weekly transits. I know personally for me, like for example, how you said your mom is a Scorpio, but she doesn't act like it, is probably based off her rising sign because your rising sign is how people perceive you and how True. you are to the public and your moon sign 
that is your personality and that's that's who you are as your core, but your rising sign is like how people actually perceive you. So what I would do is I mainly went off of daily and weekly transits and I would kind of incorporate that into the signs because like, for example, like so the transit, the, the transit is you're like charting the stars. Um, it can and, be like, that like or it can, yeah. Or like, let's say for example, um, Mercury retrograde that can <laughs> fall. Like if it's in Gemini, that can fall in one of your certain houses. So I will go based off of that. And they're like, hey, Mercury retrograde for Gemini, Aquarius, Libra, and tell them what ha- which house it may fall in and what they may experience during their week and how they can navigate it. So it's, it is kind of hard trying to incorporate both because with tarot, it's more intuitive, but with astrology, it's more calculated. It's, it's a science, basically. You're, it is. You're, you're literally calculating the stars and yeah. the planets. So it is kind of hard, but they do have, I don't know what it's called. They do have these tarot cards where it's like Virgo, Leo, Aquarius, the whole Zodiac sign. And I think it comes with a book. And when you pull those cards, it'll tell you the energy and how that may or may not correlate with whatever that sign falls into in your birth chart. So I will say it is hard trying to like incorporate astrology with tarot. It takes it takes experience and it, and it takes practice and it can be nerve wracking. But once you learn how to incorporate the two, it's really easy for you to like navigate certain challenges that come up in your life because you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is a bad week, and then you'll pull tarot cards and then pull up the transits and see how that correlates with your birth chart. And you're like, oh, that's why. That's why this is happening. Okay, like, okay, got I got it. this. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Well, and people are like, I think people are so a little bit perplexed with astrology because they don't really understand where they don't really understand how like, where it comes from. Yeah, and I mean, it like you said, it is a science. I mean, you your birth chart. The reason that you need your location, time, and birth time to be exact is because the, basically your birth chart is charting what the planets and stars were doing the moment you were born. Yeah. So that's what your birth chart is, is, and then, so that's, that's established the moment you're born, but then the sky changes, right? So then we go into the planets move. So we go into these different transits. And right now, as we're recording this, we're just coming out of what Mercury Mercury and retrograde. (laughs) You guys, I think I've said this on every episode I've recorded while Mercury has been in retrograde. It was a shit show. This particular retrograde sucked. It was. It was. It it was. I um this goes on the list as one of the worst Mercury retrogrades. Yes. <laughs> a lot yes. of miscommunication. It was a lot of, for me personally, it was a lot of miscommunication. And for some reason, like I could not stay on schedule. Like every time I would have my week plan, something would happen and then it just it sets me behind or I'm just like oh my gosh, what is going on? <laughs> yes. Yes. And you guys, I mean, the reason that things like tarot and spirit and astrology as a science can come together is because it's not one or the other. Like your spirit guides are also, you know, have a much grander understanding than we do of how science and spirituality work together. But there's just an a sense of all knowing and all being. And it's, it's so interesting how the planets and the stars 
And we, as human beings, we have had a sense of that for eons. Like, mm-hmm. you know, ancient civilizations followed the planets and the stars. Like there is something, there is something to that. And when you tap into that intuition and you see how everything does intersect and is interconnected, I will say it's nice to have a tarot deck that interacts with the signs with their elements. So your zodiac signs are also, there's an el- there's elements to them. So it's like there's three three signs per element, right? Four divided um, by 12, 12 divided yes. by four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you can either do it like um, fire signs, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, earth signs, Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo, and what sign am I missing? Air, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. Aquarius, Libra, Gemini. And then there's fixed signs, cardinal signs, and mutable signs. So you can go by either or. So that I don't know as much about, like the mutable, <laughs> cardinal. And what's the third one? Uh, it's um, fixed signs, cardinal signs, and mutable signs. So mutable signs is Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius. Fixed signs is... Uh, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, and then cardinal signs is Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn. So what are the, what does it mean? Like, I know like the air, like I know air, water, fire, earth, like I kind of get that, that what, what that means sort of in a general sense, but what is the mutable fixed cardinal? Okay. Mean? So for example, for fixed signs, which is Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, these signs are, they can be resistant to change. One of the things that they need to learn in this lifetime is how to release control because they can often have control issues and try to constantly control the outcome, not realizing that they're only creating more resistance. It's meant for them to adapt and release control rather than try to resist the control. Mutable signs, which is Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, Pisces, they are the ones that um, they're, they're not resistant to change. They are actually pretty fluent when it comes to change and they thrive <laughs> with change. Cardinal signs, they initiate change. They're the innovators. They're the ones that create the ideas and they're like, okay, no, this will be a good invention or this will be something good. They initiate action. That's what they do. So like fixed signs, stop resisting control. Cardinal signs, they initiate change. And the mutable signs, they adapt to the change fluently and they thrive in it. Yeah. It's like seasons. <laughs> well, that's really interesting because you would think like all the air signs would fall under the mutable signs, but they don't. Because they you don't. think of an air sign as being super, like I am, I'm a triple air sign. My big three I'm are Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're all air. So, I'm very airy. <laughs> so... <laughs> So to me, like they would all fall in the mutable because when you're like that, you know, especially, I mean, a Gemini, I guess, is a mutable sign, which makes sense. But like, I would think Libra and Aquarius too. But I guess, I yeah, I don't know. It is complicated because when you start to get really in the nitty gritty of the sign itself, there are nuances and there are differences for sure. I think it does help with tarot when, that my deck is coordinated with the elements because then when you factor that, like, I think you did a reading for me recently where you were like, I'm drawing huge earth sign energy for you. You know, like it is good to, that that does help to kind of integrate them. And, but yeah, I mean, 
So let's talk about the big three because I just brought it up. So the big, so like we said, you guys, your birth chart has all these different signs. And Julia was saying earlier, like your, but when we were talking about my mom, your moon, your rising, your sun sign, your main sign, that's what you know. Your rising sign is how the people perceive you and your moon sign is your true court. That's what's called your big three. So I'm a sun in Gemini, a Libra rising, and my moon is an Aquarius. I like to incorporate the my fourth favorite is my Venus sign because the Venus sign is like how you love and how you like your relationship. relationship. So I, my Venus is in Taurus. So when I read astrology, I'm looking at my big four. But that confuses me sometimes because I'm like, I don't know what one to focus on. And it depends. What I tell people usually is if you're looking at messages and you're applying it to your summer rising in Venus, take what you can from each collective messages. Take what resonates and throw away what doesn't and just try to somehow, some way integrate all of that. Um, so what I recommend with that is, let's say for your Libra message, just telling you, um, oh, hey, it's going to be a great time for you to meet potential suitors this week. But then your Venus sign, which is Taurus, is saying, oh, you need to be careful. It's not a great week for you, a, a great week for you to meet new people. How you can integrate that is, I can you know, meet potential suitors this week. However, I need to be careful who I give my energy to. So it's all about like integrating the message to work for you, which is why I do recommend that people, if they don't, you know, read tarot for themselves, just get a personal reading if you ever need, you know, clarity on certain situations, because it can be, you know, difficult at first to try to figure out what message is for you and what message is not meant for you to, you know, take in. I think we all have blind spots to ourselves too. And and so it's nice to just have someone do a reading for you that is kind of has more, I don't know, comes toward you with cleaner energy. Sometimes when I'm pulling a reading for myself, I want it to be a certain way. So you're like, you're more likely to interpret it. Yeah. So it is Tarot readers need tarot readers. Yes, I have like my own tarot. Like even now, I don't, need readings from other people as much. Um, but even now, like if I don't want any biased opinion on a situation and I'm trying to make sure I'm not being biased myself, I will book um, a reading with one of my friends and then ask them, hey, what are you getting concerning this situation? And that's what I usually do with my friends who read tarot. We'll like give each other personal readings and exchange services when we need it the most because tarot readers need their own readers too sometimes. Yes. I mean, it's like anything, right? Any healing modality, therapy, whatever. Like I'm a therapist, psychologist, therapist, and I need a therapist and a life coach to get through my shit. And I have like all the training in the world that I know. And like a lot of what they tell me, I too know. So when I'm sure when someone pulls a reading for you, I if I imagine if they were doing it live in real time, you'd I'd be if I were you, I'd be looking at the deck like, okay, I know exactly how all of these things relate. But again, having somebody else's out unbiased outside intuition and interpretation of what you're looking at is also really helpful when you're on a spiritual journey. 
So how do you recommend for people to typically figure out their birth chart and all their signs? What's your go-to? Well, there's this website called astro.com. This is the website I recommend if you want to get your actual will birth chart. Cafe, like I know a lot of people um, use cafe astrology. I know that I know I think that's what it's called to get their birth chart information, but the degrees are inaccurate on there and it's not the same as a wheel. Um, so I do recommend that people go to astro.com. You can do astro.com full birth chart and then just click that in Google and click on the first thing that pop up. You'll need your name. At least a close estimate as possible to the time you were born and when and where you was born and then get that from there and it'll be able to provide you with your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, and it'll be able to give you like your houses, your north node, your south node, Venus, Jupiter. It it can give you all of that. And I'm not going to (laughs) lie. When you're first starting out and you're getting that wheel birth chart, it can be overwhelming because you're like, what the hell am I looking at? Well, okay. It is overwhelming. And I, it, so you guys, like when you look at the wheel chart, there's the zodiac signs, but then like she's saying the houses. So depending on what house that planet is in at the time that you are born, like I'd have to, I need to laugh look at mine but I think like one of my like if one of your signs is in your eighth house it means something a little bit different if it were in a different house and so Mm -hmm. have you ever used CoStar um no so Mm -hmm. I did in the like very beginning of me figuring out my birth chart and the I don't I just want to like hear from somebody that's very well versed that has used it because they actually give some really interesting interpretations of how your signs interact with your what houses. Yeah. So they'll give you so the CoStar app, you guys, is a free app as well. And it will give you your wheel birth chart. And then it does have explanations of what it means underneath, like your sun and what a sun sign is, what a moon sign is, what a rising sign is. But I honestly don't know if it's accurate. <laughs> I just know it It's would be cool if it was. I'm remembering right. I know a lot of my friends, when we first started with the astrology thing, I cannot remember why, but like everyone was on this cancel coast, uh, the CoStar app. I have I heard know. some negativity around yeah. it, but like, I, I still it don't understand to, to this day because I'm like, you know, like, why? I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I think it has something to do with accuracy. I wish I could remember, but I do know that a lot of, especially a lot of astrologers on Twitter, they're very against the CoStar app. But to me, I just tell, like I tell people, even with my tarot readings and collective messages, if it don't apply, just let Let it fly. fly. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Don't fly. (laughs) What do you think about the tarot readers on TikTok? Are you on TikTok? Yes, I. Mm, what are your thoughts there? Um, personally, I have came across some that are good, but a lot of them I feel like is playing a dangerous game, especially if people have codependency issues, because a lot of times how they're building their platform is 
they're telling people, oh, your ex miss you. They're, they're thinking about that. you. Yes. <laughs> so I honestly don't care for them. There was one person that I came across. I can now remember her name, but she was accurate. And she there's wasn't a couple on that. that yeah. There's a couple that I, once you start doing this for a while, you kind of just know, intuitively know. You if can they use know their the Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I, I don't remember the girl's name either, but I came across somebody the other the other week and I was like, whoa, it was like freaked yeah. out. It was like way too specific. And yeah. it wasn't saying my ex wanted me back. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, you know. That's like, how they are. They they try to build their platform by, you know, toying with people's feelings and their codependency issues. So I personally don't really care for it. And I tell people to like use discernment because it's kind of like that on Twitter now, which is kind of why I kind of like, took a step back from Twitter because there's a lot of people who are interested in tarot and that's fine. But before they even know the actual meaning of the card, they're just spewing out messages that don't make sense. Like the yeah. sun card does not mean your ex wants to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like, sometimes when I come across the readings, I'm like, that's not what that means. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to mind my business. How would you how would you recommend like a lay person to determine whether someone is a phony or for real? Because there are so many phonies out there spewing tarot readings. Honestly, it's if you're if you're starting out and you're trying to find the right person, it can be hard. But I would say there are a few good tarot readers um, on Twitter, but there are even better tarot readers on Instagram, too. I would say the best way to use discernment is, let's say you're looking at a person's collective messages weekly. If they're saying the same old thing over and over and over again, I mean, that can be the collective energy, but your ex is not thinking about you every single week. <laughs> because they're usually, your ex for a reason. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> usually um, a lot of the messages, the biggest red flag for me is, they will say something completely unrealistic will happen. Like, oh, expect to have 10K in your bank account in the next two weeks. It's just going to fall out of the sky. All you have to do is just be patient and be open to it. Like, it's no, that's not how it works. But it would be nice, but that's not how it works. That's not going to happen for everyone. Or they'll be like, oh, your ex is going to give you communication in the next five days and it's going to be a phone call and they miss you and they're sorry that this happened. They're sorry how things played out. It's it's literally, if you pay attention, it's literally like the same generic messages and people do it for week, retweets and likes and shares. I mean, it, it works. I mean, I claim get, this energy. How yeah. many comments do you see? I claim, I claim. I claim this energy. <laughs> Thank you, spirit. <laughs> so a lot of times, like, I know these new tarot readers because they they want to have a big platform and they want to um, be a successful reader. They'll kind of toy people's emotions and they'll say what you want to hear and not what you need to hear. But it's pretty, after a while, at first it can be confusing to discern who's real and who's not. But after a while, when you get more experience with it, you'll realize that, okay, no, this person, I don't know what they're on, but they just don't resonate anymore. Yeah, no, I think, you know, you, you definitely, it's, it's hard. It's not easy to find not easy. The, the legit <laughs> people out there. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It is hard, yeah. but for as long as I've been doing it, it, I, 
to me, I mean, I personally can intuitively, but also I think to me what, I don't know, not makes me skeptical, but makes my ears perk up is when, whether it's a psychic medium, a tarot reader, whatever, kind of like what you were saying, when they get overly specific. Yeah. Like, and now you've been very specific in readings, but not like you're going to meet your husband in five days and he's going to be wearing a green shirt and you're going to be, it's going to be January 31st. Or, you know, like when you get that specific, not to say that they're, that some really, because I've been to some really talented readers that do that and like their collective message is right, but the specifics are always wrong. And the reason that I think that is because they are incorrectly interpreting a symbol that they're getting yeah. or a message mm-hmm. that they're getting. So like they might see in their mind's eye, spirit eye, whatever, their third eye, you know, a green shirt or like a calendar with January on it or whatever, like something symbolic. And they're just saying, oh, it's like just as black and white as that when that's not really what the message is. So um, really look for somebody that, is specific, but, but understands how free will and like, you know, the the way that different things interconnect and work with each other. You're not going to find a person that is going to predict like everything down to. Yeah. Especially not with the collective message, because I know a lot of these collective messages, they'll like say generic names and I'm just like no now I can see like I know I know like with some collective messages um that I've had and even like with personal readings I've been able to pick up on certain initials but not like generic names because they'll be like oh David with brown hair and brown eyes he misses you and she's like who is David (laughs) I don't know a David (laughs) it's kind of like the people on etsy that like you can pay them like 40 dollars and they'll sketch your uh picture of your soulmate yeah (laughs) it's it's, it's a very hit or miss but it's more miss than it is (laughs) yes unfortunately which delegitimize like illegitimizes this really cool work and this really cool collective of people that really tap into their third eye and um, the way that the planets work and the stars work, and then also how spirit is trying to always communicate yeah. with us. It's so funny because I have to laugh. Like, I don't know what it, I, well, lately I've been going through like just a lot of change and a lot of decision-making and whatever. And I keep getting them. I've had lo- not even readings. I'll have people that have the gift or have intuition and they they have been finding me lately. And they're like, Spirit just really needs you to know that you need to slow down and listen. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking listening. <laughs> Jesus. And then like I've been doing my tarot polls every day and almost every day, somehow the message is slow down and be open to receive, slow down and listen, slow down and listen. And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got it. I'm slowing yeah. down, you know? So, I mean, it is a matter of just, opening and receiving and you will get these messages and if you are as open as like I am sometimes they do just find you out of the woodwork and like it's funny like I was in this creative writing class 
a couple of weeks ago and it was, I, I love writing and I'm really trying to fine tune that practice. And you're a very talented writer. I mean, you write your collective messages <laughs> and they're very beautifully written. And so I'm just really trying to like hone my own writing practice. And one of the, all the ladies in my class are literally like in their set 60s and 70s. And it's me and I'm like 29 and I'm like, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and um, it's so funny, but one of them, like I was going through a really hard time recently and one of them messaged me or emailed me after the class. And she's like, I don't know if you believe in spirit guides or any of that, but I don't care. My guides have a message and here it is. And she sent me this like super long message. <laughs> and it was like, it was, she did like a reading essentially. And it was so funny. But I really believe when you are open to receiving those things, You'll spirit will it. find you. Like yeah. you will receive it. If spirit needs to send you a message, they will. And lean into that. I think we all have to be... I don't know, healthily, you know, evaluating if people are a scam or aren't legit, but there truly is legitimacy. Tarot and astrology have been around longer than Us. many, <laughs> many organized religion. Yeah. Um, and it is overwhelming to start, but I think, like I said in the beginning of the episode, like if you're really struggling through something, this is a really simple thing to do. Like you just can't get your way. You can't seem to find your way out of the dark. This is yeah. a very simple practice that will invite you to meditate, to become present, to become open, which whether you receive an accurate message from spirit or you don't, that's going to yeah. help you. It helps and you. Pr- and you probably will. And I mean, do you ever use, do you, do you or do you know anyone that uses dream interpretation or do you get messages in your dreams? I do. (laughs) Yes, me. Um, So like, for example, I've had most of my messages that I get, if I need to know something, I get through my dreams. I have a lot of vivid dreams and nine times out of 10, those dreams come true if I do not listen. And there have been times where I have not listened and I second guessed it and I deeply regretted it that same week or the week after that. <laughs> so how have you discerned that it's like a message versus just a crazy dream? Because I believe that I also get messages in my dreams because I too have extremely vivid, intense dreams. Like literally last night, I just had this crazy dream and I was like, what the fuck? And so I'm, but like, how do you discern? Is it just, is this your intuition is like, that's a message and this isn't? Or how do yeah. you? Yeah. Um, so with me. Well, I had to first train myself how to remember my dreams when I wake up because there will be times where I'll have dreams where it's like a deeper, like someone is literally talking to me, warning me about something, and then I'll wake up and then I don't remember. Um, So I had to start training myself how to remember my dreams by like keeping a dream journal and like writing down the symbolism that I'll see in my dreams. So like numbers, the color of a bird, the person that you're talking to, it doesn't necessarily have to be who the person is. It could be a family member. It could be somebody you've never met before. But just listening to the message, numbers, colors, synchronizations, like everything, it's it's all about analyzing every little thing that you see in the dream. Now, if you're having a dream about Star Wars, I mean... <laughs> You're like hooking up with a hot celebrity or something. Yeah, but not predicting your future. (laughs) I know with me personally, I know it's 
it's a message meant for me to hear. If I wake up and hours later, I'm like, wait, why did I have that dream? And then suddenly I remember everything about that dream. So with me, it's about memorization. Like when I wake up, it's literally like, like in my brain, stuck in my brain. And then I'm like, okay, let me write this down and figure out what this means. Some dreams, I'm not going to lie. I have not been able to fully understand what the message was. But other dreams, the message was like clear as day. So for me, it really depends on the dream because I've had people like directly, like my spirit guides directly talk to me in my dream. Like, you don't need to do this. You need to watch out for this. And then other times I'm like in a dream walking through and I'm meeting people and I'm hearing conversations and I'm seeing certain numbers and certain colors and certain meanings. And I'm just like, okay, what all, what does this mean for me? And why did I see this in my dream? So it really, it really depends on the dream and it really depends on your intuition. Dreams are more tricky. Actually, the trickiest thing in spirituality with me to me, because like it it's it's complex. <laughs> it's it's really complex and it, it requires a lot of intuition and using discernment because some things is literally useless in the dreams, and other things, something as simple as the, the, the color of a bird flying by your face and the type of bird can mean something to you. So I say it really depends, but I know personally for me, I go based off of like, if I remember the dream, nine times out of 10, there's a meaning in that dream that is meant for me to see and break down. Do you think that there are universal symbols that most people would like that, that apply to most people in a dream? Or is it very individual for the person? Like, I don't know. I'm trying, like, if you saw, like, because there's, like, dream interpretation books. Yeah. Where, you know, they're like, if you see a butterfly in your dream, it could mean this. If you, if your ex is, you know, doing this certain thing in your dream, it might mean this. If somebody's, this person's lying to you in a dream, you know what I mean? So there's yeah. all, the, like, there's all these examples. Do, are there any symbols that you, like, that seem to be universal based on just your experience? Um... I do know, like, for certain things in a dream, like, for example, um, I had a dream one time, one week, where my teeth were falling out. But the generic meaning of that dream is, like, you're stressing about situations out of your control. Mm -hmm. You need to stop trying to control situations that's beyond your control. Like, it's generic meanings like that. Yes, it can be accurate, but... At the same time, it does really depend on the dream because like, for example, you can see a spider and it bites you and then fall in the lake, something crazy. And even though that generic meaning of what it means when you get bit by a spider, it can make sense, but you also have to incorporate, okay, so why did I fall in the lake? Why was I drowning? Like it really, it. I would say it's a great foundation to start on, but the more you get into the journey, the more complex it gets. And at that point, it's more of like of, okay, intuitively, what do I think this means? Because it it doesn't always mean that generic meaning. It, it, it can mean something completely different. So I would say that, yes, like having that as a foundation, it's a good idea. But when you get further along in your journey, it's not going to be helpful. <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense. I all, I mean, I just think, I think that the veil is thin in our dreams. And that's why where a lot of us receive messages in our dreams. We're also more open. Our subconscious 
Yeah, that's really where our intuition is, is in our subconscious. So we're more open to receiving it. So no, that's super interesting, you guys. I would say main takeaway from today, if you are very interested in exploring more about spirituality, but you don't know where to start, three easy things you can incorporate that we just, that we talked about are buying a tarot or, or, and or Oracle deck. Yeah. Keeping a journal, whether it's a dream dream journal or, and, or a tarot journal. I I have both. So when I have a really crazy dream, I write it down. Um, And I also keep up my tarot practice and also go online. I'll link it in the show notes. Learn about your birth chart. Those three things start there. And then you can build on crystals and energy Reiki and healing and there's, and dream interpretation and all these things, but there's so much to, and so much to digest and go into. But if you just start small and continue to build, uh, before you know it, you're going to be reading collective messages like, okay, well, my Venus <laughs> sign and my Mars, I'm now just learning about the Mars side. Yeah. Isn't that your like communication? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, and so I'm, it just, it's a slow process, you guys, but so worth it. And it really yeah. does invite you into becoming more present, more in tune, which is what all those mindfulness gurus are telling us we need to do anyway. <laughs> so why not have some fun with it? But also, like, the best thing you could do is book a reading with my girl, Julia, because she <laughs> is accurate as hell. And I, you just dropped a booking link. So now we don't have to, like, flood your DMs. We yes. can just Whew. book with you. I'm so excited. Um, I And you are very good about protecting your energy because on social media, there are energy vampires. And yes. <laughs> people are, like, really insane with their demands on you because you yes. are good and they want to hear your messages so bad. So people get a little bit pushy. So I say that to say, you guys, her readings are not just open all the time. So yeah. <laughs> when she does open up her readings, it's a big deal. Grab it. You, um, Julia also has a patron site. So I pay monthly. I'm a member of your patron and she sends special collective messages to her subscribers it's $11 a month, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and really worth all the content. Again, um, just it's a really good place to start too. If you don't want to even buy yeah. your own stuff, just get on Instagram and start following Julia uh, Venus Soleil. Yeah, wait, v- Venus Soleil. No. That's how so- I read it in my head. <laughs> That's how I read it in my head, Venus Soleil. That's what it is. <laughs> wait, Venezuelan Soleil. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. You know, when you just read something silently and then it just like that's how it forever. Yeah. Your brain. Um, and she also also known as Jules. So that her Instagram is Jewel. I'll link it all in the show notes, but definitely go follow her. You, you're getting you, you have quite a little following. Yes. Um, <laughs> your patrons pretty successful. Your bookings fill up pretty quickly. So it is definitely a great place to start. I'm sure I I will be, I'm sure, booking. I want to try your new booking link. So I'll probably, <laughs> I haven't done, I've only done the mini readings. I haven't done like a full month ahead reading. So I should try the month ahead. Well, look at my, uh, I just, before we did the interview, look at my Patreon post because you guys get 20% off. So Yeah, I saw, no, I did. I saw. <laughs> I was like, your booking link. I'm like, oh, 
But yeah, so you do, let's, well, I, before we go, let's talk, like, I just want to give a quick rundown about your readings. <laughs> so you have like mini question readings. So you'll answer yes, no questions and you'll do a specific tarot poll. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you with have many two questions readings. It's usually questions that start out at uh, like, will I or will such and such happen? But you oftentimes, like I'll let people ask questions that don't start with will. They can be like, how do I navigate this obstacle concerning my job? Um, I'll just give them a yes or no answer or maybe. And then I'll go into details on why it's yes or no or maybe. Um, I recommend that reading for people who want to dip their toes in the water, but they don't want to like, you know, make a big, big purchase to shit. You just want to, you know, fill out things. And then usually... Almost always after someone purchases a mini reading, they're like, okay, I think I want a big reading now. I'm going for <laughs> the full thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I'm my- waiting for you to do like personal one-on-one live readings. I know you like never I- do those, <laughs> but I'm like, can we do yeah. it? <laughs> I'm actually working on um doing something like that soon where I do like one-on-one readings. It can either be like uh, audio recording, or it can be a phone call, FaceTime, or Zoom. Um, and with those readings, it can be like 30 minutes. It can be 10 minutes. It can be an hour. And um, in those readings, I'll just actively pull cards and answer any questions you have. <laughs> so yeah. I want to like incorporate that into my readings, but I'm trying to like, you know, observe how other readers are, because some readers' prices, I feel like is, outrageous for you're very affordable yeah very very affordable i'm trying to be affordable but also like charge charge what you're worth yeah like i think and i i think i don't know it wasn't uh, inflation's going on i think you did increase your prices like a little bit and i was like fuck yeah like do that because and you guys it's still really affordable like your mini readings are what like 20 bucks 15 bucks 15 15 Fifteen, fifteen dollars. Yeah. You, like you guys, like you're not gonna. I'm sorry. I trust me. I've I know <laughs> a lot about the world of finding a good reader, a really good reader. Like that, that value you can't beat it. So definitely, it's like to start a mini reading for fifteen bucks. You have nothing to lose, um, and you'll get some really good information. Your month ahead readings, I think, are forty. It 50? increased to fifty. Fifty. <laughs> okay. Fifty yeah. bucks still. Very good. But my month ahead readings are popular. So um, a lot of people love those readings the most because like for the next month, like for example, July, I'll tell you what to expect, what obstacle you need to avoid, the current advice, the current energies for that month, and what you should try to accomplish in that month. I I break it down. It's like a four page reading. So I break it down pretty much for you, but that's my that's my most popular reading right now because a lot of people they want to be like, okay, what can I expect? And a lot of people they like it because I'm I'm pretty accurate, even if it doesn't, even if my readings doesn't like resonate at that moment. Majority of the time, it'll resonate later down the road, which is why I, I go like back. To do tight I go back yeah. and read my like <laughs> mini readings. I'm like, oh my god. So yeah, I'm going to do the month ahead reading, I think, now that these just opened. And then you also have like a love reading, but there's specific guidelines with that one that you have um, to meet. With this one now, um, with love readings, you can get a reading on a past existing or a possibly future connection. There are certain exclusions. It's kind of complex because like 
For example, if you're trying to find out for regarding a future connection, oh, well, what's going to be their name? Are we going to get married? Are we going to have kids? No, ma'am, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not it. If you're like, let's say you're casually dating around and it's this one person that stands out to you, you want to know the energies of the the connection and how to navigate it, I can do that. (laughs) Well, one of my mini readings, you like the last sentence you wrote was like, like a couple months ago, you're like, I see like an older masculine male coming forward. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, wait, I gotta get the, I gotta get a bigger reading. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do like a month ahead reading. And then I'm also, I will jump on it, sit like a fly on shit once those <laughs> like live readings come out. But yeah, I mean, people are like, so rude. So if I find out that anyone from my bitch, you need to hear this community is being rude. Ty girl, I will block you from my community too. And Jules is not afraid to block your ass either. Oh, I'm not. So, like, <laughs> I've had people literally like harass me in my direct message. I will recently, I think this happened last month. Um, it rubbed me the wrong way. Like a person was threatening to unalive themselves um, unless I talked to them. Yeah. So it was, I've, I have come across some interesting individuals or a lot of people who will wow. come across my page. They'll be like, oh, hey, can you give me a free reading? And it's just like, nothing in this no. world is free except my collective messages. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, except the free shit I put out. You put out some yeah. really strong free content. And if people are trying to take advantage of you, that is such bad energy. And you need to be doing, spending your energy giving readings for people that have the right energy in return, you know? So um, most of my community fits that. And I'm really, I'm really hoping that they all, who if you're listening to this, just go follow her on Instagram. Just start like <laughs> reading them. See see what makes sense. And I hope you're inspired to tap into your spirituality. You know, your tap witchy girl, it. astro ho energy. Astro ho. to the astro ho. If you're in, <laughs> like, I am the astro ho. So like, that's hilarious. I'm going to use that now. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Some men be so like, it's a lot of, it's usually men who's like, <sighs> Why are girls into astrology? It doesn't make sense. And I'm oh like, my god! Hmm. Well, you see, like the meme going around where they're like, if she asks you like what your birth time yeah. is, like <laughs> run in the other direction. <laughs> run. I'm like, well, I mean, you know what? My last boyfriend, I so I been into astrology forever. My last boyfriend, we broke up almost a year ago. He was a Scorpio, Gemini, Gemini. I was Ooh. like. And I remember like doing his chart and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, you could not have like, and I'm a Gemini sun, okay? I love yeah. Gemini's, but as you're rising in your moon and a Scorpio sun. That's a lot. That's a <laughs> handful. That's two handfuls, actually. It That's- was bad. And I should have listened. And like, at, like, I was reading him, like, I was telling him what the meaning of it was. And he's like, so basically I'm just a dick. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I'm a red flag, but I didn't listen to the birth chart that I pulled. I just ignored it, and it did not work out for me. So, I'm telling you, ladies, you read your man's birth chart. <laughs> Don't let him give you shit. Okay. Don't let him give you shit at all. It makes That's sense right. because, like, even with birth charts, if if you know what you're doing, you can put your birth chart with their birth chart, do a synastry chart. 
And Mm -hmm. you can see how the relationship will be, if it will last, how long it may last, and what challenges may come up. Because I've I don't do it now. I'm kind of rusty. I have to get back into it some more. But I've did, for example, I've did a synergy chart for someone in the past. And I warned her and I'm like, hey, based off the synergy chart, I'm seeing that some type of infidelity may happen in the relationship. And you might, you know, discover that you're not as straight as you think you are. And I mean, she she was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And she brushed it off. But like literally like a year later, she found out her boyfriend was cheating on her. And then she realized that her sexuality was a little bit more fluid. You're like, um, yeah. all that from a birth chart, you guys. Yes. All that from a birth chart. <laughs> so and crazy. Holy shit. I was going to say, I meant to ask you, like, well, like, what was like a crazy example of like some... <laughs> crazy shit you predicted i mean you predicted that my ex had a secret child and that was who could predict something like that like 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 i said i mean you do get specific about stuff but you use like actual tools to interpret specific things and it's not just oh i'm seeing in my mind's eye and you know there's some legitimacy and uh tangibility to that so no i I'm hooked. I love I love getting my patron notifications that there's a new collective <laughs> message. I'm like, here we go. Um, so you inspire me and empower me every week with your messages. And I was so excited to bring you to the bitch you need to hear this community because we're all about inspire, empowering and inspiring women with our stories and our passions. And spirituality is a passion of mine that I don't talk about enough in public yeah. spaces because I think there is a stigma of being judged. Yeah. Or people can be judgmental about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or made fun of. And I think it's, it's all normal. positive. Yeah. It's normal. It's normal. A lot of people are doing it. And whether religiously you believe in it or not, being in touch with yourself spiritually is a very healthy thing it to is. do. And there are so many modalities and ways to do it. What we talked about today are just happen to be our favorites, but there are so many more. And just stay open, you ladies. Stay open to receive messages from spirit. And, and don't I'm- try to rush. That was that was my problem in the beginning. Um, I was trying to, because with me, I'm a perfectionist. So I don't like not being good at things when I first try it. But you don't have to try to try everything all at once when you first start out, because that's very overwhelming. Just whatever you're, like, let's say you're drawn to tarot, start there. You know, start small, get you a deck. If you're not comfortable with reading for yourself, you just want to be the person who gets read uh, readings, receive readings book a reading, and then just, you know, don't try to rush your progress just because you see the next person doing readings, doing YouTube yeah. videos, doing TikToks. Like, just take your time because it's 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 literally a lifetime journey. And the more you practice with your intuition and the more you get into it, the more complex it gets and the more you learn and you realize, oh, shit. Now I don't know anything. I didn't. I thought I knew something before, but I really don't know anything every, now. Every time I like start to study something new, I'm like, Jesus, yes. it's so hard. It is hard, but it's fun. It's it's fun. It's, and fun. it's interesting to me, and I and I think it's interesting to a lot of people. And you know, to, to again, connecting with your intuition is just going to serve you 
in so many modalities. So thank you. Thank you (laughs) for being here. It was such a fun episode. Um, I'm going to get off here and run to book a reading because I want to know what to expect. I've had you guys. I I need to make a podcast episode about it. I've had a tumultuous couple of fucking months. And I'm like, what can I just need to like be prepared for? I feel like I like get everything figured out and then I definitely don't. So I'm going to need a reading. I'm due. So I'm excited to book. You guys book one too. We can compare notes. Um, And I just love it. I hope that we got some like wit spiritual astro hoes in our club. Join, (laughs) join us. Join us. us. Welcome. Welcome. It's a safe space. (laughs) It's a safe space. Uh, Before we got on the college, Leah and I are also laughing that we're cat ladies too. I don't know. There's something about like cats and spirit. And I don't know. You just like find your people, you know? Cats Uh, are actually very spiritual. And like, for example, cats can energetically protect you from negative energy. Yes. That's why they call them um, the witch's animal, (laughs) the witch's pet. Cats are very spiritual. I mean, dogs and other animals can see spirits too, but like for cats, it's on a different level and they can actually literally energetically protect you from negative energy and even possibly evil eye. So. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Makes sense that I keep multiplying in cats. um, Me too. (laughs) I am really like, since all this traumatic stuff has happened to me, my third eye is kind of reopened and I keep getting more cats and yeah. you know like really <laughs> but they, I, literally last night I was filming the, I this cat sitting behind me I was filming her like just like looking at the ceiling and I captured like all of the places I captured I'm like she sees things that we do not see yeah like, you know 100% my cats are like that too like they'll just randomly like be playing and jumping like literally in the middle of the floor in the middle of the air and I'm just like you're like who do you okay. play with like you're playing right. with spirit yeah yeah like and my uh my grandma like visits me through my one cat yeah she, like I'll smell her perfume on my cat randomly it's so yeah. weird but yeah so animals are also very spiritual cats in particular that's maybe why we're very connected Cat- to the feline <laughs> The feline energy. Oh my God. What a fun episode. I enjoyed myself. I, you know, some of our episodes are really heavy and sad and this one was really fun and upbeat and just, I think hopefully people are inspired to try something new today. You guys hope you learned something. Sometimes I'll teach you a thing or two. (laughs) Try something new. Um, And and if you do, definitely uh, let me know. Don't forget to follow me at B, you need to hear this on Instagram. Don't forget that if you are wanting to share your story or your talent or your passion or um, how a, something that you've been through has really inspired change in your life and you'd like to come on the podcast, email me at B, you need to hear this at gmail.com and I will get you scheduled because I think we have such a, we're, I'm creating like such a cool community and tribe of people that are doing really unique and different things that we don't talk about that much. Yeah. And that's what this space is for. So thank you again, Julia, for You're being welcome. here. <laughs> You're the bomb. All right, ladies, till next week. This has been Bitch, You Need to Hear This. <laughs> 